welcome back to the Slasher Siblings Podcast. I'm your co-host, Cicely. I'm your host, Tatum. And today we're talking about Five Nights at Freddy's. Came out today? (laughs) Yesterday? Today, technically. October 27th, which is today. Yeah. So this year also, 2023, (laughs) Uh, PG-13, hour and 50 minutes, a troubled security guard begins working at Freddy Fazbear's Pizza. During his first night on the job, he realizes that the night shift won't be so easy to get through. Pretty soon, he will unveil what actually happened at Freddy's. Uh, there's no rating, obviously, because it just came out today. But yeah, I saw it sometime this morning that it was at like a really bad rating. Oh. But the users, like the um, I don't like the pe- the the critics hate it basically is what i'm trying to say really yeah but the fans loved it like yeah, 90 I was gonna say. 96% of the people that watched it liked it apparently as far as fans interesting. go interesting and like rotten tomatoes is always like shitting on good movies and stuff yeah i was so. gonna say i didn't think it would i didn't expect it to get a bad review yeah the, the critics don't like it for some reason it doesn't didn't. make any sense they're, yeah i didn't expect that they're saying like all the it's not scary blah 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 and all this other stuff i don't know and and they're saying like the story is like really not great anyway we'll we'll get into it so just go ahead and read the question what items is the killer famous for wearing in the 1976 film alice sweet alice the answer is yellow raincoat and translucent mask we will read the next question later but as far as this question goes, Courtney Overly got uh-huh. that one right. I saw that. I saw the messages um, pop up on my Facebook, and you must have been responding. And they kept going away, and I was like, I didn't even get the messenger back yet. Oh. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, I was responding. Yeah. yeah, and then I got on there, and I was like, oh, that makes sense. Well, she got it right. Good job. She's a... Uh pretty much a longtime fan of this Heck yeah. podcast so thanks for listening too uh we'll see if you can get the uh, next question in a minute in a little while but uh yeah let's get into this movie here let's get into it i was genuinely surprised like i actually i really really enjoyed this movie a lot it was yeah i liked it too it it was really really good. I think good. they had a good um cast. Uh, ex- they were excellent. Yeah. And did the, the, you know the? Do you know who the Vanessa is? Do you know that actress? She looks familiar. I can't remember. She's what. in the first season of You. Didn't watch it. Wow. You should watch You. It just didn't seem interesting to me. It's so good. She's in the first season and she's so good. I was watching it and I was like, that's her. <laughs> I love I, her. I, I've seen her in something. She's a, I, I like her a lot. I don't know her real name, but I do like her as an actress. 
but anyway, yeah, this, this movie was really good. I'm sorry if you guys can hear me swallow my coffee. <laughs> the, uh, the critics obviously didn't love it, which it wasn't for them anyway. It was for the people that have played the games and understand some of the lore behind Five Nights at Freddy's and stuff. And I definitely understood, like, I know when we were young, we oh, played... Yeah. I think we played, like, the first three. I can't remember if we played the fourth one or not. Yeah, I couldn't remember. Because I remember always being, like, scared of it. <laughs> yeah. But watching you play. And I don't know about you. I was going to ask you this because I was watching the movie and I was like, I don't know how he feels about... How do you feel about animatronics in real life? Well, do they freak you out? No. Okay. Yeah, me either. <laughs> You're also scared of clowns, I'm and I'm scared not, of... so... Yeah. I went to Fright Farm. There was a clown. There was... Oh my god! The second barn that you get shut in, it's all clowns this year. I bet you loved it. I scrunched my eyes so tight. I covered <laughs> my ears. I put my arm under Jesse's. And I just sat there until it was over. <laughs> I said, don't let them come hear me! He's like, it's actually pretty cool. Open your eyes. I was like, no. <laughs> These are clowns. I'll die. Uh, so before we start talking about the movie, who who's your favorite animatronic? I like Freddy. Bonnie is my favorite. Yeah. I like. I love Bonnie. I think she, Freddy's cute. She's especially the creepiest out of the. Yeah, Bonnie's pretty creepy. And especially in the the other games where she's like w the wither when they you remember the the games that they would start losing pieces yeah like their face would come yeah. off or whatever the faceless bonnie with the wires hanging at one arm Freaky. that was that, you know that was the creepiest one i like freddy i just decided this like two days ago yeah i saw i like see a bunch of tiktoks of this yeah and it was i i don't know if i sent it to you but it was a tiktok where they all turned into like nice animatronics Somebody touched his nose. Did you see this? Mm -mm. And he, like, melted into, like, a cute little teddy bear. <laughs> like, it's so cute. And I was like, oh, my God, I love him. <laughs> I'll have to show it to you. Um, yeah, the, she she's my favorite out of all the animatronics. She's the creepiest, and it seems like she's the one that it kind of takes a while for her to get. Because Chica's always the first to go. Yeah. No matter how many times I played the the damn game, Chica was always the first one to come after me. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's the same for everybody, but it was always Chica. I like Chica. I like them all. Yeah. But Bonnie just stands out as the coolest and creepiest one. So, with that in mind, we'll get started here. Cool. The I like that the beginning was very intense, like the opening was very intense, yeah, was. nostalgic, and creepy at the same time. Like, it was showing things for the people who, you know, played the games yeah. and everything to have that nostalgia factor. But it was also incredibly intense and creepy at the same time. I with do the, not fuck with the chasing and then through the vents. The chasing oh, and the vents. Like, through the vents is way worse because you can't run. You have to crawl. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'd be dead. And you see the, you know, uh, security 
office with the monitors and everything and he crawls in the vent and he comes out in this uh out in the hallway yeah. and you know foxy is just he it we'll get to that that part exactly but like uh the the nostalgia really hit with this movie like yeah. it, it we'll talk about what what stood out to me at the end but that that was a really cool and interesting way that they opened this movie up and yeah technically this movie was technically for the fans but like even newcomers can kind of enjoy the movie yeah i think so too because even I if you don't know, know i didn't know too much like i know yeah just from what i've seen and i still really like you it. don't have to be like a lore expert about no, five nights no. to enjoy this movie cause i'm an example of that i still I it's really kind of this explaining movie. yeah what's going on yeah it tells you what's up yeah and then we're introduced to a troubled man but we still care about him i like how they did that they yeah. were like this dude is seriously like his, his something's going wrong in his brain but you, you're still gonna care about yeah. him. yeah like it was like instantly you like the dude because from his point of view let's be fair it looked like that kid was getting taken it, it really did that guy did not have to grab his child like that no that was weird and the fact that you know it was obvious that he was troubled because he beat the living crap out of that guy uh it, he could he have you know found out what was going on before beating the shit probably. out of him probably but to be fair i understand what he saw because it did look weird but yes we're opened on a troubled man you know having this not so great job and not being able to sleep and he's depressed and all this stuff but it's not to the point where you're just like this dude's annoying it's like i feel incredibly yeah. bad for him and i mean people knowing the movie know it's not going to stop there but <laughs> and there's the scene where he's offered the job which i thought was really cool uh, -huh. uh it was cool to see matthew lillard's yeah. character finally in the movie I also was, i was wondering who he was gonna be yeah i didn't watch a trailer or anything and i was like oh okay that makes sense and obviously the people who were lore experts knew that he was going to be william afton yeah he, we we knew that but it was still cool to see him as playing william afton and the steve aglin guy at the same time because you could kind of We'll, we'll get there later but it was still pretty interesting to see that like he's down on his luck mike is down on his luck and you know he he can't sleep very well and uh he you know is offered this job but he can't take it at the moment because it's a night it's night work and he can't really do that blah uh -huh. blah blah then we get a glimpse of his past trauma so he turns down the job and he you know goes home and everything and he's sleeping and we see kind of the beginning of why he's so you know messed up yeah trauma. and we see that yeah we see his trauma and 
it's hugely understandable why you know yeah that like, would fuck me up too his his brother was taken by someone and you know he he was supposed to be watching him and he i guess he didn't but it's not like he you know ignored him or something yeah it's not like he wanted that to happen no and uh it's it's obvious that it's just been weighing on him this this entire time and like i said before it's immediate that you're like oh well this guy you know he's fucked up yeah <laughs> plain and simple and then it also right after that showed the amount of pressure that he's under yeah with you know bills his aunt a job his sister taking care of his sister and it showed it it really showed that with the red delinquency notice on his door when he got home it 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 really goes a long way in the beginning to show you exactly why he is the way he is not only that but to kind of try to get you to understand the desperate need for this for th job for the job yeah, yeah. And I like Mike getting to Freddy's when he first starts, or he accepts the job, and when he first gets there, and you see, like, the sign and him turning the lights uh -huh. on, or well, unlocking the door and turning the lights on, and, like, it was just such a huge nostalgia trip in that moment. And it was definitely for people like us that played the games and understand what's going uh -huh. on that... Pretty I don't cool. it was just so cool to f to see him show up and then there's the security monitors it was just 100% like I was staring at the game or yeah. something and he's just sitting in a chair looking at the the monitors and the the Freddy Fazbear poster behind the screen and stuff it was it was really cool. cool yeah and then the security training video was creepy Oh yeah so when the when the animatronics showed up on the video it started getting the static or whatever that was pretty crazy mm -hmm. i have to admit that was that was creepy trippy a little bit yeah and yeah and then some the way that woman on the video was kind of talking too was a little strange too yeah i didn't like that but it could, even if you don't know what's going on it kind of gives you a glimpse at that moment in that video of like like, you oh, should be weary. Yeah, something, something's up here. Something's up. <laughs> the balloon boy was really funny. Oh, yeah. And him just showing up at random places. He was in the later games. I uh -huh. can't remember exactly which ones, but like his character in the games was super creepy. Yeah. You just heard a kid laugh, and you just had that. <laughs> I forget exactly. I think I think he was the, um, the jack-in-a-box thing. He had to wind uh -huh. up the music box or whatever pretty sure that was him to keep him away but like when balloon boy came out as a character it was just so crazy and rough because you go from the first game where you just have to watch monitors and don't let in animatronics to like i think it might have been the third or fourth i forget which game he was in to where you have to worry about nine things the monitors the animatronics coming in you have to worry about the vent 
So the mimic or whatever, the puppet, yeah, the mimic, it doesn't come in. And then you have like Balloon Boy and Cupcake and all this other stuff. Like, it was just so much to worry about. And it was, it was just cool to uh -huh. see like, a, you know, I guess you can call that a cameo because he didn't really do much, but it was still cool. We finally, we f see Bonnie. And that's the first animatronic that we actually get a good glimpse of yeah. is Bonnie. And, of course, she's my favorite. And uh, the way that they shot that, that scene through the curtain, and you could just see, like, the side of her face, yeah. I thought was incredibly cool. Creepy! It was very creepy. And I like the way it looked as if you're not getting a full glimpse of the uh -huh. animatronic. But then it shows all of them. It shows Bonnie, Freddy, Chica, and I think it glimpses Foxy, too. Uh-huh. And it just at that it's at that moment, if I can speak, that it's like, holy shit, this is happening. This is real. You know, this is real. Like, he he's he's looking at the Fazbear, yeah. the Fazbear band, whatever you want to call it. And it was also right after that that he got a more in depth nightmare. He saw the kids for the first time. Uh -huh which freaky that was weird yeah it was weird which like at, at, at a first glance you might not know but like for lore experts you understand that those kids represent the animatronics yeah because their bodies were stuffed in those animatronics uh -huh. so like the golden hair boy was golden freddy and the one with the top hat was freddy uh bonnie i think had the the long ears or whatever and then whatever chica had a bow or something like that oh and foxy the kid with foxy had the hook in his hand yeah like it was really obvious that like these kids represented the animatronics that they were stuffed into and it, i didn't get that yeah <laughs> i just didn't realize that's because i didn't know that side of the story yeah so i was like the whole time i was like what the hell <laughs> They they explained it later, that's, yeah. which is good. Exactly. But it was still. If you, know, you don't know going into it, you're like, what the fuck yeah. is going on? It's weird. Yeah. And uh, and it showed that aunt the aunt J Jane and Max were trying to set up Mike uh -huh. in order to get custody of Abby. It just. See, it's ob he he mentions it earlier in the movie that she just wants the check. Yeah. She doesn't care about Abby or taking care of her yeah. or anything like that. She just wants the money that he he technically gets now from having her. And it also shows the viewers, obviously Mike doesn't know it, but it shows the viewers that there are other stakes rather than trying to survive it's like if he survives but somehow if somehow it turns into like a police issue and abby gets taken away it's not a matter of the aunt caring about her oh yeah. mike actually cares about her it's you just that tell. she just wants the money you can tell yeah so it adds stakes from like both sides which is interesting to me and then this is the first time that the stage is empty and we see foxy's shadow 
which was a really cool foreshadowing into how they hunt. Uh-huh. And it was really cool to see them off the stage and finally like well we got a glimpse of it at the beginning and stuff and it's hinted towards it but it's actually cool to see them off the stage yeah and i think didn't was this the the moment that he saw them no not yet okay i remembered now yes but the dream kids hurt mike the hook cut him in the dream and he woke up with blood on his uh-huh. arm when vanessa uh, knocks on the door or whatever and we meet Vanessa at this point which Mike is still a little weary about and about like why she knows so much about Freddy Fazbear's Pizza and all this other stuff like it's it's very subtle uh-huh. you know it's not like laid on heavy right at the beginning it's like very subtle just just enough to where you can get kind of like what he's what mike's talking about but it's also like eh, she's a cop but what can she really yeah. or what she's what she, what is she gonna do kind of thing and then vanessa hits the showtime button that was fucking cool she hits the button they start dancing and singing and stuff like they're supposed to that was awesome she said you ready for the time of your life i know it was so cool and it's obvious that she loves these animatronics uh-huh. But she doesn't love what what's going on yes, with them, the story which we we it. we haven't found out quite yet what's going on. But then there's the break-in, and uh, I feel really bad as far as like the animatronics because their their pizza shop got uh-huh. destroyed by these idiots. But Chica or Cupcake gets the first kill. Uh like on-screen kill and people were saying about how to keep the pg-13 rating they had to not show the kills but like that dude's face getting eaten by cupcake it showed the whole thing yeah which is why i was surprised to see that it was pg-13 yeah and it's pretty gnarly it was gnarly it really was. It was cool, though. It was cool. And then the one guy sees Chica, and she just slowly turns her head. That was awesome. Yeah. That was creepy. That creeped me out. Now I'm not even running from animatronics or anything. Um, Bonnie then gets a kill. He's running away from Chica, but into the broom closet with Bonnie. Uh-huh. And you, that's one kill you don't see. And I just liked how... She was already in the closet because she was always in the closet. That was yeah. like her spot or whatever. And every time I went to the camera for the closet, she was in there. And uh, it was really cool to see that moment with Bonnie because it was, it was almost straight ripped out of the game in a way. And then the guy the leader i guess you could say is running from the animatronics and everything uh-huh. and that's when he sees bonnie and chica on the camera and straight ripped from the game they're just like they're not their heads not turned towards the camera like their heads still facing but their eyes it's are their looking eyeballs. at the it's the eyes that always freaked me out way creepier absolutely and the fact that they're looking in one direction but their eyes are staring at you in it's the like, camera oh god 
Who so like. that was a hundred percent ripped straight from the game and i loved it anyway the guy's running and then foxy gets an absolute nostalgia kill uh-huh yeah foxy you know is doing the scatting thing i thought was actually really cool but he's just you know walking down slowly down the hallway and then all of a sudden he sprints at the guy uh-huh that's 100% what he does in the game that's how he gets you in the game and i thought it was really cool to see that, that nostalgia wise yeah. yeah it was there's a lot to unpack from this movie and that was one of the greater issues with this uh-huh. we'll we'll get there too uh and then Max comes into Fazbear's and Freddy gets the most brutal kill out of all of them. Yeah. And it, I know it's a meme at the moment, but like the bite of 87, the whole reason that they, you know, yeah, their bodies were stuffed in the into the um animatronics uh-huh. but the whole bite of 87 thing is that one of the animatronics bit a kid and then ended up being possessed and all that other stuff and while it didn't show that specifically it was cool to see a bite from one of the animatronics and it just bit her in half and the thing is you saw it in a shadow sure yeah you saw her body go into the mouth and him bite the body in half but you saw the legs and the blood hit the floor yeah so i don't understand the people that said that there wasn't uh good enough like showing of the killings or whatever because that was yeah come on that was awesome oh yeah it was pretty sweet and then there's kind of a little bit of a, a sobering moment with abby asking about the papers yeah that that made me a little sad yeah it's she definitely was, not... She smells like cigarettes. I was like, ew. It, it definitely isn't a happy movie, clearly. But it keeps you in a state of being sad and creeped out the whole time, pretty much. And that was one of the sad moments. It was like, you know, I hate Aunt Jane, blah, blah, blah. She smells like cigarettes. And then she finds the papers that he had no intentions of signing whatsoever. Yeah, he just had them. He just was given them. And then Vanessa tells Mike about Freddy's. This is finally where we get some glimpse into the backstory a little bit, saying, like, oh, these kids disappeared and all this other stuff. And, and you know, Fazbear is closed down because the kids went missing. Yada, yada. Or, well, he actually, she actually tells him that the, the break-in happened. Yeah. But then... She kind of goes back into the kids were missing, blah, 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 stuff like that. And then they connect over Mike's family. Parents died. Oh, mom died. And the father couldn't take it because they both were still upset over Garrett being taken and stuff like that. And they really, you know, bond over that moment, which was, that was also really nice, Mm -hmm. but still sad. Sad face. There wasn't. I don't think there was really any happy moment yet in this movie. Yeah, I don't think so either. Which it doesn't need a happy moment. It just can just stay 
creepy and sad the whole time, which it did. And I'm happy about it. So Max isn't answering the phone and he's forced to bring Abby to work with him. Yep. I thought that this was a cool scene because she was already, you know, pleading that she could go to work with him. And the fact that he he was pretty much forced to at this point because the, he has no babysitter, you know? Yeah. I just thought it was really coincidental. You know what I mean? That the reason that this next part happens is because of her. Because and of he her. never wanted to bring her to work. And then Mike's cleaning up and Abby's sleeping and he cleans up all the glass and the shit from the break-in that they did and all that other stuff but this is also the moment that Abby sees Freddy which at first glance that's not a good thing and then she starts screaming and wakes up Mike and Mike comes running and is about to hit Freddy with the chair and he stops and like backs up and we find out that Abby was playing with them uh huh just casually. Just casually playing with the animatronics, which from a lore standpoint makes sense because they're kids, she's a kid, blah, 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 what have you. But it's still just so cool to see this other side because you're so used to the animatronics just trying to kill you, you know? And it's very cool to see them with kind of, in a way, a change of, a change of personality, uh-huh. if, if you will. And then... I really liked how, you know, Abby and Freddie got along and she drew the heart and put it in Freddie's hand and stuff. I thought I really liked that. That was cute. I liked he, that moment. He, t- he, like, switched his hand. He, like, did it, it really it robotically, yeah. but it was still cool. Yeah, I liked that part. And then there's the moment that Abby drew the nightmare that Mike's been having every yeah. night. Kind of opens your eyes a little bit. Like, there's more going on than what you see exactly one of my favorite parts of this movie it isn't my favorite part I'll say which part was my favorite at the end but one of my favorite parts was them building the fort together yeah I really really loved that moment it showed that these aren't senseless killing machines yeah they're being controlled into killing things by somebody somebody we don't know who that is yet, but people that played the games know it's William Afton. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this is one of my favorite moments because of the fact that they're all working together and they're building the fort together and Bonnie and Chica are, like, picking up tables and moving them and uh-huh. Freddy's, like, stacking the chairs uh-huh. and Freddy drops a chair and, <laughs> and Bonnie stacks something and then she puts her th- or, or she falls backwards and she just puts her thumb up <laughs> i thought that the this so moment good. of the movie was such a good and like refreshing scene yeah. and necessary if i think that i wouldn't have enjoyed this movie as much if that scene was not in there yeah i did really like i that scene very too. much enjoyed that scene and uh this next part kind of puts you on the roller coaster again is when he calls his aunt to watch Abby. We didn't really get an explanation as to why he did that. Uh-huh. 
but obviously he was out of options. He had to. He had to. Uh, he couldn't take her to work again because the animatronics. And then what, what else was he going to do? He can't pay anybody. Not yet, anyway. But it's still the fact that, you know, she she got upset and they had a fight. And which is understandable. But he tried to explain to her, like, what was actually going on. And uh, at this, it's at this moment that they have a new dream. Yeah. Or he has a new dream. Uh, it's not as, I guess... Well, the new dream is that, you know, he could keep Garrett. And apparently the ghost, the ghost kids can change his dream to where Garrett's safe. And, you know, he can see Garrett every night in exchange for Abby. Yeah. And he initially says yes, because he was blinded by seeing Garrett but then he changes his mind and this is where he starts to get attacked by the ghost kids and he wakes up finding the bodies of all the break-in people which was gnarly, gnarly. just stuffed into suits that was that was crazy gnarly. oh the stuffed into old suits I should say and then Foxy was chasing him down and you you thought that Foxy got him uh-huh. at that moment which was, it was still cool to see him once again the scatting thing and walking slowly down the hallway uh-huh. I thought was really cool and then he just takes off sprinting straight from so the game freaky. it was so freaky yeah hate that I would just, you know yeah. I'd shit my pants That's and so then cool. there's the moment that Freddy shows up at the house to get uh-huh. Abby. In this, there wasn't too much comedy. There was little jokes here and uh-huh. there. But there wasn't a hugely outright funny thing in the movie. Yeah. Which it didn't necessarily need didn't too many need things. No. But this, the added part with Freddy getting into the, the Golden Freddy, I should say. Yeah, getting into Freddy. the taxi was much needed yeah it was absolutely needed i absolutely loved the moment where she gets into the taxi and he's like oh where are you where are you headed off to little one or whatever and then he gets in and you just see the the taxi just shake around because he's yeah. so heavy and he shuts the door and scares the taxi driver uh-huh. that scene was such a necessity to this movie and i'm glad that they added it because it was like the best of all worlds creepy funny sad happy there was everything in this all movie. the vibes were there exactly but that scene was a necessity even though it was you know a short scene and it didn't really add anything yeah. to the story that was that needed to be there it was excellent then we get the backstory around the kids now, lore experts know, like, seeing from the beginning of the movie, but this is where it says, oh, William Afton took the kids and uh-huh. shoved their bodies into animatronics and their ghosts are possessing it's them. It's insane. It's, it's nasty. It's insane. And crazy. It's just that, you know, 
this is what Five Nights at Freddy's is. Exactly. And this is why a lot of us love this, because it's not just as simple as the animatronics just want to kill. It's that they're possessed animatronics by little ghost kids who are controlled by William Afton. Yeah. And it's not... It's not what you think. It's definitely a lot different. And then... It's the next moment where we find out that Vanessa is William Afton's daughter. Yeah. So I don't... Which is why she knows so much about it. Yeah. It explains a lot throughout the movie. I personally don't know everything about the lore. I know more than most because I played a lot of games. I watched a lot of people play the games like PewDiePie, Markiplier, stuff Uh like that. But I don't remember him having a daughter. Personally, I I didn't know that at all. And he I he may have coming. in the games. I just can't remember it. But still, it was a complete 180 twist. It's not something that you were expecting. No, not at all. You didn't. No one. No one. Un- unless un- unless it was in the games and yeah. I just missed it. No one really knew that. Hey, this is William Afton's daughter. Yeah. And it was a very cool twist. And it also explains a lot about this movie. A ton, actually. And then she decides to help Mike by giving him the tools to save Abby and tells him how to get into uh, Freddy Fazbear's. Yeah. And it was cool to see that the plan, you know, working out. And, like, I like when they do the sequence where the scene is happening and they're describing it like they're making a plan uh-huh oh like you got to do this and then this wow it's happening on screen yes i like that it you don't have to sit there and make the plan and then show it in a separate scene yeah i like doing seeing the Explaining scene as, and seeing it at the same time exactly yeah, i, I like you. that and uh I I really enjoyed the attacking the animatronics scene while saving Abby scene. Uh-huh. That whole thing. I thought it was really cool. It was different because in the games, obviously, you couldn't attack the animatronics. Yeah. But it was cool to see how clever he was and like what ways it was to stop the animatronics. Was that you just you know you have to hit them with electricity so on and so forth and it was just cool that he you know dumped the water on the floor and then shot the water and it was cool yeah it was really well thought out and clever if you want to say that and uh it's at this moment that spring bonnie shows up uh-huh the, the yellow rabbit if you want to call it but yep, that's yellow rabbit that's spring bonnie is her you know lore name and this is the the first time that Spring Bonnie shows up. For lore experts, we know exactly what's going to happen, uh-huh. what's going down. But the the newcomers, it was really cool to see this extra killer come out, this extra animatronic, and he's just walking out, and then all of a sudden, takes off the head. It's Steve Aglin who is William Afton. Uh-huh. And that's the reveal. 
is that Vanessa showed Mike a picture of her and her father. Her father being in the spring bonnie suit. Uh-huh. And then he takes the the head off and it's Steve Aglin who go. gave Mike the job in the beginning of the exactly. movie. Exactly. When he did that I was like, "What?" It's wild. And he's there to kill people and yeah. like he just gave I saw someone review this earlier. Yes, I agree that he wasn't in the movie enough, but he, I feel like, didn't need to be in it too much more. Yeah, I agree. Because if you had him too much in there, it would make the reveal kind of obsolete at the end. He didn't need to be in the entire movie. No, there was no point. But should he be in two and three? Absolutely. He should, yeah. He should be a big part of the next two movies. Are they already planning? They, they've signed up for three movies. Oh, cool. Didn't know that. But he should be a very big part of the next two. Yeah. That's when I would probably be disappointed if he wasn't in those two a lot. But anyway. And we see that, you know, Steve is William. And very Stu vibes from Scream. Yeah. He, all, he clearly has not lost it. No. He knows. He, he knows exactly what he's doing. What's, what's the meme? Um, he understood the assignment. Uh-huh. He gets it. He knows what we want to see from a, fr- from a homicidal killer and stuff. Yeah. He gets it. Yeah. He knows how to play villain. Oh, so, so well. And we get, you know, a little more of the backstory and, like, why he's doing it. And it's just so cool to see from a different point of view. Well, from... William Afton's point of view. Yeah. Instead of so much from Mike and the the good side's point of view, I guess you could say. But they figure out how to stop William and it's changing the picture and that the kids can now see William for who he is. Yeah. He's is no longer a lie. It's no longer that William was protecting them and he loved them. It was that he, was he a killed bad them. Guy. Yeah. He killed them and shoved he their bodies. Them to go in there. Exactly. Yes. And he's controlling them with this. Yep. But now they can see him and they start attacking William. And the moment that most of us were waiting for, I don't know if you knew about this part, but every lore expert person was waiting for the spring trap failure the the spring lock failure the things in the suit uh-huh. that were supposed to stop you from getting crushed ends up killing crushing and killing yeah. William Afton yeah and in the game it was done in like 8 bit and he got in the suit and the spring lock failure and like you just saw blood pouring yeah. out of the suit and it was in a way more brutal cuz his like arms got all arms and legs got all twisted yeah. up but, like, the way they did it in the movie was absolutely excellent. Because he dies in the suit, in the in the lore aspect. He dies in the suit, and he possesses spring suit Bonnie because of the spring lock yeah. failure. And you could just see the teeth sinking uh-huh. into his rib cage and crushing his ribs and, I assume, his spine and, like, Has just ripping be. him open. Yeah. Like, that was nasty, nasty, and that was really cool. Yeah. Agreed. And then, you know, 
William stabbed his own daughter. And he goes to visit her. Mike goes to visit yeah. her. So it's clear that she's not dead. She's in a coma, which okay, I get it. You just yeah. got stabbed maybe in the spine. Yeah. So we'll see what, you we'll know, see what, what happens. happens with her. Yeah. But it also kind of foreshadows. To me, it seems like it fore foreshadows that she's going to be important later. I think so, too. Whether it's to help them or They'll not get help together. Them. They'll get together, maybe. Or maybe she turns into William. I don't this. know. I think she'll be good. I think so, too. But anything's possible at this yeah, point. Yeah, we'll see. And for the final part... It's a closed but open ending. Uh-huh. Closed as in if they didn't make two and three, I don't think anyone re would really be upset other than the fact that they don't get a second and third movie. It's more of, you know, they, they wrap up the story nicely. Uh-huh. And it's not like a cliffhanger or anything. But it's also open because there's going to be a sequel. Well, there's going to be a two and three. They've signed up for three movies. And just the fact that they left it both closed and open gives me high hopes that they at least... Well, watching the movie and seeing the ending, they, they seem to know what they're doing. Yeah, what they I want to so do. And it's probably already planned out. Absolutely. And I, I really enjoyed the way that they made this movie, and I really enjoyed that they, they ended it that way. They didn't need to end it up in a clean wrap-up of, you know, yeah, every answer being explained and stuff like that. I like the way that they did it. I'm happy with that way. So we're at the end. There is a post credit scene, so you know, stick around for that, anybody listening, before watching it. What would you rate this movie? Seven and a half. Seven and a half? Uh -huh. I gave it a nine. Oh, nice. Obviously, I understood a little more yeah. of the lore exactly. aspect of it. and uh, But it was still... There was a lot to the movie that really gave it that yeah. higher score for me. Yeah. But we'll get into that in... A, in a tiny bit. Well, we'll just do that now. It makes more sense to do it now. So what I really, really liked about this movie and why I gave it a 9 out of 10 is that it's fresh. Yeah. We Yeah, sure, we had, you know, Willy's Wonderland, but that was more of a knockoff of Five Nights at Freddy's because yeah. they were taking so long to write the movie. But it's fresh. This isn't something that, like, we have... A hundred movies of animatronics it's killing new. people. It's new. Yes. Uh, it's very lore-driven, which could be, in a way, its downfall, because people that didn't play the games aren't totally gonna understand what's going on. But in the same time, they can understand if they just, yeah. you know, pay attention. But I love how lore-driven it is. I absolutely love that they took that angle. And nostalgia meshed perfectly. They didn't use it in unnecessary places. Uh -huh. They didn't use too much of it or too little. I feel like the nostalgia for the gaming fans fit in perfectly with 
making the movie. They really, really did that really well. Yeah. Something that I didn't really care for about the movie, and I said it ever since I watched the the first trailer, uh, was the eyes. Okay. The normal eyes staring at the camera was absolutely creepy. Yeah. It was the red. Yes. That I didn't really care too much for. Yeah. And I, I didn't really, I, li- I didn't like it in the trailer as much. And that's really the only complaint I have about the movie. I did notice that too. Is yeah. that the eyes kind of looked weird to me. But that's not a make or break it for the movie. Yeah. I still say it's a 9 out of 10 personally for me because of how excellent it was. Like uh-huh. how, how well it was shot. The cast was amazing. There were no bad actors yeah. in the movie really. Yeah, it was great. And uh, how lore-driven it was, how nostalgia-feeling it was, and still fresh at the same time. All of that comes into an honest 9 out of 10 for me. Good. I'm glad you liked it. What what was... What's your side? What did you like and dislike about this movie? I, I... I wouldn't say I disliked much. I just didn't understand it as much as you did so right. I didn't get some things so yeah. I had to like figure it out but I didn't dislike very much about it I really did like it I I think animatronics are really freaky just in general so I think they got that part down yeah um the kids also oh. freaky yeah absolutely anytime there's kids in scary movies it's gonna be weird yeah and I don't know. I just really liked it. And yeah. I like how they explained everything to you yep. because I needed that. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just thought it was pretty good. And I liked the little, the cute little part where he puts his hand out and she puts a heart yeah, note. Heart, I think yeah. that was my favorite part. Yeah. Have- I thought it was cute. Uh, is there anything, did you have anything that you didn't really care for? off the top of your head um there was one moment where um the main character what was his name mike mike yeah there was like a little cgi moment that i didn't love do you remember with like the electric shock Uh -uh. i'll have to go back and show you but it, it looked a little unless i was judging it too harshly it just looked a little fake Oh, okay. I wasn't. I I didn't pay attention to it. Yeah, I'll screenshot it later and send it to you, but I was like, eh, I don't love that. I don't. Personally, when I watch, like, scary movies, if Mm -hmm. the CGI is not, like. It doesn't have to be perfect, but if it just looks kind of shitty, I just stop watching the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever done that before? Yeah, I've definitely done that. Where you're like, this looks stupid. Yeah, I've I've done that before. Not saying that Five Nights looks stupid. I'm just saying that one part, I was like, eh. I don't really care for that one part. It's yeah. literally like five seconds. Yeah. But I'll I'll show it to you later. Other than that, I can't really complain. I thought it was pretty good. Cool. Alright, so I'll get into some of the fear facts that we have for this movie. Obviously, there's not many because it's one day old. Yeah, I was going to say. This is mostly like behind-the-scenes stuff. Not too many Easter eggs have come out for the movie quite yet. Um... There's no CGI regarding the animatronics. Oh, really? So, oh, yeah, I heard that. Uh, the, it's people, right? Yeah, so Jim Henson's actually made the animatronics. Uh-huh. Like, actual practical 
animatronics, which is insane to realize That's that this whole movie crazy. was like real animatronics. Uh, this is Blumhouse's or Bloomhouse's, whichever first video game movie. Oh, sweet! This is the first time they've ever done it, which is really cool. So there were practical animatronics for the the moment you liked where he put his hand out. Yeah. That was done by real animatronic controlled by oh, people. Oh, wow. Pretty But sick. when any of the animatronics would walk, there was a person in the suit. Uh-huh. When they would walk and move and stuff, they were in the suit. Crazy. Which is cool. You couldn't really tell. No. There was Pretty a couple. Cool, there was, like, one moment that I saw, like, Freddy's hip squish. Yeah. Because it was obviously a costume, but that wasn't like a big a, a big, big deal. deal because it, it who knows what the animatronic fur stuff is actually made out of. So yeah, who fucking knows? Who knows? It, it it's not so much that like it was like oh that was that it took did. me out of the yeah. movie or whatever. But Blum Bloom House said that this movie was their top priority. Oh wow! Yeah, so. I'm glad that they put care into this because they knew that if they fuck this up they're probably going to piss some people off yeah. and lose out on a lot of money. This movie made back the money before it even came out. Wow. They made back the money that they spent on making the movie just by selling the viewing rights to Peacock and to the theaters. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad they put it on Peacock. Yeah. I thought it was nice that they uh, streamed it. Made it a little easier for me. Yeah. And not only that, like, the people that don't really know what Five Nights at Freddy's is, uh -huh. they can just watch it on Peacock. Yeah, exactly. The more hardcore fans can just go to the theater and yeah. watch it. Plus, if, you know, some of the fans, like X, he's only 15, so he can't really go to the theater yeah. himself and see it. He so he watched watch it on Peacock, Peacock with a bunch yeah. of his friends, but he really knew. He yeah. knows yeah. the backstory yeah, of something. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. they made it a little more, like, accessible. Yeah, for everybody. For yeah. everybody. So, Aunt Jane in the living room uh -huh. is the exact same setup from Five Nights at Freddy's Secret Location game as Mike's Bedroom. In oh, that wow. game. So the living room looks 100% just like the game. That's crazy. Cool. That's really cool. I like that. I can't wait to see, like, the little Easter eggs. Yeah. Because I know that there's Easter eggs I missed. We'll hear about it, though. Like, the YouTuber Matt Pat, You know him, right? Uh, maybe. He was the waiter in the diner. And he he had, like, Five Nights at Freddy's theories all yeah. the time. All, all the time. And he said, it's just a theory in the movie oh okay and x told me that that was matt pat the youtuber who always had five nights at freddy's theories and yeah, stuff that's really cool and like he became really big because of his theories about five nights at freddy's that's and awesome. markiplier was supposed to have a cameo in the movie because markiplier is the reason that this game blew up yeah because he, people watched him play it and everyone was like oh this is so scary stuff like that so five nights at freddy's kind of owes it to markiplier as to why they, uh -huh. they got so popular. And for my final one, during the break-in scene, Sparky the dog is in the background. Yeah. Which was a rumored character supposed to be in one of the games, maybe the first game or something, but it was a hoax. 
So they added it to the movie as oh, like a wow. little cameo in yeah. the background type character. That's awesome. Which is kind of cool. So yeah, I can't wait to see the people that have a list of, you know, all the Easter eggs and whatnot. Yeah, I'm curious to see. Yeah, it'll be cool to see. So that was Five Nights at Freddy's. This is a longer episode. We're at 55 minutes. Hell yeah. But there was a lot to unpack from this movie. And it's kind of a special episode. We're watching it in the same day type deal. Yeah. And uh, I really, really enjoyed this movie. Yeah, I did too. I'm going to definitely watch it again. Me too. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I want to buy the Blu-ray and everything. Yeah. So our next movie will be No One Will Save You. Our was, father suggested it. Yeah, it was he a said it's pretty good. Recommendation from our dad, so he that'll said be I'm cool. Like it. He said if I know you, you'll like it. Like, okay. <laughs> so that'll be next, and uh, we thank you for listening yeah. this, to our longer episode. We appreciate it. The next uh, movie is on Hulu. If you'd like to watch it before listening. Oh yeah, true. We're gonna watch uh, No One Will Save You on Hulu. So check that out and join us next week. And once again, you know, thank you for listening. Thank you. Oh, oh. And then we have to read read the question real quick. We already did these. New question. At the bottom. Oh. That was the question this time. Okay. He's losing his bonkers. Sorry, guys. No, I just. As you probably saw on Facebook, he's he's gonna be a daddy now. (laughs) So. He's got a lot on the brain. Yes. Yeah. You you guys can call me answers if you want. <laughs> um, Vincent Price starred in this 1959 ghostly classic and invited five people to survive the night. So, so if you know that answer, put it on the Facebook and we'll shout you out for the next uh, the next episode, which yep. will be No One Will yep. Save You. Father's recommendation. Thanks, Dad. So thank you once again for listening. Thank you. And we will catch you next week. Catch you later.